What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. It's Thursday afternoon. This will be the last episode for the week. Uh, it's been a crazy week. Crazy week. Uh, didn't really do much fishing this week, but uh, I was unloading my truck the other day, and holy shit, did I have a day. Uh, immediately, I open the door, my fish finder, it falls, uh, the screen cracks. It still works, but it's cracked. You know, $700, $800 investment gone. Or not gone, but, you know, not going to be working at its best, and I ain't got that kind of money to replace it right now. And the warranty will not cover it. So I'm kind of like, it, it sucks. But that wasn't the worst of it. Like, almost an hour later, I was taking the rods out of the, the truck, and then I shut the door on accident, and it it chopped off a fucking handle. Like, just, ruined, just destroyed a rod. Um, I think the warranty covers that, so that's good. But still, it was just a shitty, shitty day. Um, definitely threw a temper tantrum. Um didn't cry. My eyeballs sweated a little bit, but sometimes it happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was my week. But I'm looking forward to the weekend, though, right? I know a lot of people are. You got a bunch of people down there in uh, Pennsylvania getting ready for the Susky. Like, good luck to everyone. Uh, I wish I could have gone down there. I wish I could have done, done a lot of things this summer, but it is what it is. But, uh, you know, everyone else is down there, man. I hope you guys are safe. hope you guys are ready to have a good time. Good luck. Uh, make sure you tag me in those pictures. Let me know what you guys are doing, how you did. Uh, let me see those fish that you catch. Like, I'm excited for everyone. I think this is going to be a, a great event. Um, I, like, I, I wish I could have been there. Um, you know, next next year I got I got to really. Well, I mean, there's not much I could have done, right? With this COVID nineteen, like it kind of threw a wrench in everything, especially being in New York and all these crazy restrictions. But uh, whatever, like it's, it's irrelevant now at this point. But um, all that matters is that the people are down there getting ready to throw down and have a great time. So good luck to everyone. Let me know how it goes down. Uh, my weekend will consist of uh, – actually, I got a tournament. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm fishing with the uh, Adirondack New York KBF guys uh, on the uh, Mohawk and Hudson River. Uh, I'll go out and start pre-fishing tomorrow. Um, really looking forward to that. Like uh, The area that I want to go to is known for some decent-sized smallies. So hopefully I'll be able to hook into some of those. And um, we'll see, man. I, like, I'm just happy to uh, be able to compete. Um, you know, I would love to be able to travel right now, but I just can't. So, but I don't know. That's what I love about kayak fishing. Like there's something for everyone and I'm going to have a great time this week. I got, I got a lot of friends over in that club too. So hopefully we'll be able to see each other, maybe grab a few beers, catch some fish together. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, that's my weekend. I'm not sure what's going on across the rest of the country. I think California's got something coming up really soon. Hopefully we'll get some of those guys on the show pretty soon. Uh, but I don't know. We're winding the season down. Uh, we're in August. Uh, before you know, it's going to be September, and then I, I'm not sure. I think I'll be done. My season will probably end, like, late September because uh, bow season will open up here. And around the time bow season, that's when I put the fishing gear up and focus on uh, killing deers. So, I don't know. I'm excited. i got a few more tournaments left. Um, and then that's it. Get ready for uh, 2021. i got some big announcements, hopefully, here, especially for us Northeast guys and gals. Uh, hopefully, we got some stuff coming up for 2021. Uh, I'll be working, doing a lot of talk with uh, Slay Nation. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the Northeast. Uh, things are gonna be different now. I, I, rumor has it KBF is downsizing from 20 events to six events or something like that. So I know that's gonna take away some of the national events from up here in the Northeast. Maybe one. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna be. I don't want. I don't want to prophesize because what do I know? Uh, I'm not Chad Hoover or anyone, and I'm not sure what Hobie's gonna be doing. So I don't know. I think next year. Uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some shit up here in the Northeast. That I'm looking forward to. Make sure you guys are paying attention. Uh, make sure you guys are following Slay Nation. I know there's some other groups that are thinking that are kind of on the same mindset. So I know we doing a lot of podcasts, putting a lot of great information out there for uh, for 2021. So make sure you guys are on the lookout for that. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't really got much to really talk about right now. Um, so we'll jump into this. Obviously, I got to thank my supporters, uh, Exxon Lures. Uh, great plastics. They support the show. Uh, Capital D, Capital W, fifteen. Uh, from from my listeners, you get a discount. Uh, if you need plastics, go check them out. Uh, Outdoorsman Coffee, David Cruz, fellow veteran, fellow kayak angler. Uh, Dark Wars fifteen. Uh, get yourself a discount on some coffee. You know, it's gonna be you got to be caffeinated. Uh, so make sure you get your caffeine from one of your own. So those are the supporters. Check them out. See what they got. Uh, this episode, uh, Joshua Evans, I've been following him a little bit. Like he, he's, he, he's, he's pretty well known. Um, he's, he's a mid-Atlantic guy, uh, runs a few, like he's a, he helps run a lot of tournaments down there. Uh, he fishes a lot of tournaments. 
Um, just a cool guy. I was, I was, I was, I really want to talk to him for a while. And with the Susky coming up and him being part of that, uh, it was just perfect timing. But uh, I was, I'm glad I got him on the show, man. Really cool guy. I had a great conversation, fun conversation. Uh, really want to have the guy back on the episode in the near future. But uh, yeah, but just we talked about because obviously the COVID nineteen is always going to come up. It's just it's just the reality. It affects not only our lives, but it it, it does affect the tournament scene. Um, and it might affect us all the way into 2021. I, I don't know. No one knows anything. Some places are moving forward. Some places are moving backwards. It's just, it's a shit show. So, uh, you know, we're just kind of seeing what we think about what's going to go on uh, as we're getting ready to end this season. Or not, I mean, we still got about a little over, little, a little less than half a season left, I guess. But still, you know, get the, the salvage what we can and then what we think about the next season. And, and look, I don't know if what I think is right. It's just kind of what I predict. I could be absolutely full of shit. Like these, we don't know. Um, so don't think that I'm speaking like, you know, the, the end all be all. I, I don't know. So we were just giving some opinions on what we thought. But one thing that we both agree on is, uh, local tournaments, you know, they're, they're the bread and butter of this whole tournament scene. So, uh, you know, there's gonna be some changes, obviously, but, uh, you know, I think the the local tournament, especially this year did a great job, you know, maintaining and salvaging what they could. And giving us something to do, you know, especially back in the spring when shit was really crazy. So, I think a lot of that's gonna be it's gonna be pretty big in the next coming uh, season. So, I don't know. We're just talking about. It. I'm already ranting too much. That's what we talked about. And we also talked about obviously the uh, Susky and how this is a bit. Like, Hobie did a great job. This is a big event. This is huge. I think uh, came out of nowhere from you know for three weeks and the, the, the amount of people. I think they're over, way over a hundred. Uh, that's pretty impressive, um, especially when when all things considering. Uh, even got a few pros from the bass world. Mike Iaconelli is doing it, uh, and not only, I mean Mike Iaconelli is a cool guy, I guess. But uh, dude, look at the list of people who are going to this tournament. Dude, hammer after hammer. So uh, dude, I'm excited about this, but I'm ranting too much. Let's get into this episode. I hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Evans, welcome to Dark Waters. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, brother? Good, man. Uh, how's it going? How was the weekend? Anything big happen? Yeah, <laughs> so far it's been uh, non-eventful, really just getting ready for the Susky BOS. Uh, that's in conjunction with our trail, the Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Series. So, you know, a lot of really cool stuff going on up this way. Um, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. get to that. But before, before we go to that, because, because it's your first time on the show, uh, just kind of introduce yourself, kind of who you are, what you do, what's going on in your life, and then we'll jump into how you got into fishing. Hell yeah. Uh, well, my name is Joshua. I go by Mech Evans, um, uh, 10-year Army veteran. Uh, I work for Starbucks currently, actually, as a store manager, funny enough. Um, I've been kayak fishing for probably the last mm, eight years or so. Currently fish for Jackson Kayak Cat for the last six years or so. Um VP for the Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing Series out here based in Maryland, but we covered the entire Mid-Atlantic. And uh, yeah, man, I, I just, uh, I love fishing. I love people. I'm a family man. I got a beautiful wife and uh, four kiddos. Um, and, and that's about it, dude. That's that's me in a nutshell, real quick. Like, <laughs> Cool, man. Well, we got to talk a little about the Army just because I'm an old Army guy. Oh yeah, it's, it's funny that I called us old army guys. Like, where the time go? But uh, when I look back, when I you know when I first joined, that was a long time ago. Uh, so what you do in the army? What unit were you with? Anything special like that? Uh man, yeah, I'll tell you what, dude. Um, I was homeless for a year and a half prior to joining joining the army, and uh, when I first went to join, the recruiter said, you know, why do you want to join the army other than you know obviously you're you're homeless right now? And I said, sir, I'm tired of getting shot at, and he was like. He said, bro, you realize we're in a time of war. <laughs> and I said, you realize I'm from Eastside Long Beach, man. He said, OK, fair enough. So, um, you know, I didn't initially have like these this grand reason of, of you know, uh, defending my country and, and all the patriotic uh, stuff that goes with it. However, I will say that um, I love that aspect of it probably more than anything, uh, the ability to help people. Um, and then also, you know, I mean, I. At one, at probably my, my greatest point in time and service, I had 80 Joes that reported to me and I took care of every aspect of their life. And, uh, 
that right there, being able to share my my life experiences and my failures so they didn't go through those. I mean, that that right there was worth, you know, it's weight in gold and then some. Um, you know, I, I want to do all the hula hula, jump out of helicopters, aerosol, airborne, you know, all that. And my wife was like, babe, we're trying to get our life back on track. How about you do something pretty chill? She said, go for the thing with the highest sign of bonus. So when I first joined, uh, I was a chem dog. You know what I'm saying? I was at, at Hood for the first five years of my career. Okay. And um, and that was pretty cool, you know, chemical uh, weapon detection and elimination and all that good stuff. Um, a, lot, a lot of neat stuff that went with that. Uh, and then, uh, then I switched over to SATCOM, satellite communications, for the second half of my career. And uh, decided when I got out that I did not want to do that. Um, it wasn't, you know, you didn't interact with people. You're in like a triple secure facility and it's not very exciting. Um, right. And, I, and I, was, I would lose that ability to impact young lives. So that's why I chose to go to Starbucks. Um, nice. Yeah, man. I mean, they, there's a lot of companies that say they're veteran friendly. And, you know, you go in, and you have this banging resume and, and five or 10 point veteran preference because of all your injuries and stuff. Right. right and right. then then they look at you almost as damaged goods. Uh, as, as, that's how it felt, at least. I mean, um, and when I was at my lowest point, man, I was really starting to stress and struggle. I was like, damn, we're going to lose everything again. Then uh, I ran into the Starbucks uh, veteran recruiter at a hiring fair. And he was like, you thought about putting on the green apron before? And funny enough, I had worked for Starbucks when I was a kid. And I said, yeah, man, I had, but I hadn't thought about it at this point in my life. And I mean, that was like, what, five years ago now? So uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting ride, definitely. Now, you're in the uh, the Maryland area, correct? Yeah, man. All right, so do um, you ever go down there and do like the Chesapeake Bay? Is that, is that, is that kind of like a home to you? Yeah, well, so, so I mean, I primarily bass fish because of all the tournaments and such, but um, We've got the Chesapeake Bay out here, a lot of good striper fishing, rockfish, they call them out here. Same thing, striped bass. Um, I really like the tidal Potomac myself. Uh, you know, it's it's brackish water and and you you get a mix of freshwater species and then you get, you know, the invasive like blue cats and the northern snakeheads and things like right. that. So you get a really cool mixed bag when you're fishing down there. And if you get closer and closer to the salt, then you get some other species that mix in too. Um it's dope, man. It's a great place. When when I knew I was gonna get uh, medically retired, I I I told my wife, I said, where do you want to where do you want to build a house? You know, we're not gonna do it back home where we're from in Cali because I, I want to raise our kids different than than the stuff we saw growing up, you know. Right. And um, and she said, well, I really liked Maryland when I visited my family, so I, I took a trip out here and I checked all the boxes. You know, the houses were like two thirds the price of what Cali would be. Fishing was dope. People were dope. Um. You know, I couldn't I couldn't ask for anything better, really. Nice. Now, how do you? What's your story with the kayak? How'd you end up uh, finding the kayak fishing, uh, getting into the tournament scene, you know, shit like that? Yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, when I was still actually active duty, uh, I had fished, I'd been fishing tournaments and stuff, you know, kind of like a co-angler or just random veteran tournaments, different things like that. And um, I, I I was part of Army Bass Anglers, which is like a, a larger organization that. You know, a lot of active duty and, and veteran guys are a part of, right? All the different branches. Um, and, uh, you know, I did I did like force on force and all that cool stuff, you know, on, on WFN. And and then uh, they said, you know, we have different partners that we work with, uh, and one of them being Heroes on the Water. And they, they could always use fishing guys. I said, well, I never fished out of a kayak before. They said, well, yeah, but you can catch fish and you can go out there and help your brothers and sisters who are maybe not where you are in your recovery process, you know? So I said, okay, cool. And I went out and I bought like a little Dick Sporting Goods beater special, you know, a little $400. Uh, it was an old town trip angler, I think. And I uh, went out there and I was like, yo, my name's Josh. Um, you know, I, I fish. <laughs> I'm here to be one of your guides. And they were like, all right, cool, whatever, dude. And it was, it was, a, it was a blast, man. Um, we got out there and, and, you know, uh, I mean, I had to figure out the whole kayaks and not tipping over and, and all that good stuff. But I was just like, I didn't, I, I couldn't afford a bass boat. You know, that wasn't in the cards. I mean, I was, you know, I had a family and a mortgage and all these other things, and that just wasn't feasible. And um, I really took a liking to it. And, and simultaneously, I met one of the other guides, and he said, you know, we got this tournament trail that we fished, Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing Series. You should come out to one of the tournaments. And I was like, I'll try it out. And I went out there, dude, and my mind was blown. I mean, I saw these just dope-ass kayaks that were rigged out and tricked out in the coolest, you know, Jacksons and Hobies and and out here wilderness was huge at the time. Um, and I was like, man, uh, I, you know, I, I spent about, I think a season in that, in that trip angler. 
And then I went out and I bought my first Jackson, a big tuna. And, uh, and, and it was, it, it was set from there. I mean, you know, I went out the very first tournament I fished in that, in that boat, I, I turtled and almost died and I won the tournament. So <laughs> it was wild, perfect, bro. Perfect. Was, yeah. And then, and then, uh, I think what, not even a year after fishing in my boat or the team captain from Jackson reached out and was like, Hey man, uh, you want to be a part of the team? You know, you kind of have a lot of the qualities that we like to see in our anglers and, and the rest is history, man. Like, it's just been really cool. Uh, the organic growth has kind of happened, you know, I mean, uh, it's been full circle with MAKBF. I mean, I started as an angler and here I am helping run things and, and, you know, map it out for the next guy. Nice. And, uh, you know, I've done a few, I, I did, um, uh, last year I did, uh, the KBF down there, uh, Lake Anna, uh, had a horrible uh-huh. time, horrible day. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone yeah. had a great day except for Casey Reed, but right. Yeah, dude, they're just, just everyone else is struggling. He's catching limits, you know, off the shaky head, but, yeah. uh, Oh, you, I mean, you guys got a good scene down there. Can you kind of explain that to me, like what the whole, you know, like the region is considered? Because I mean, I've always, like, I love that area. Like my my parents live down in like Dover, Delaware, and I consider that whole right, right. Virginia, Dover, Maryland, parts of Pennsylvania, like this 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 square, like this circle that accumulates like a whole bunch of different states all in one. Because it's all the same traffic. One person driving to the other place for work to avoid yeah. the taxes of another place or whatever. But uh, it's it's a really interesting area because it's like I said, it's it's a lot of different states, a lot of different type of you know bodies of water. Uh, you got some of the salt water, you know, or, or the, what do you want to call it? Oh, you see the little man behind me? He's got to go to bed. Give me one yeah. second. I got to do dad duty. No, do your thing. Daddy things. Hi, BB. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, the upper Chesapeake Bay, which is kind of a brackish. You, you, you know, like I missed the season there or the tournament there last year, but it's a good place to fish. And you got the different river systems. You got salt water. Whatever. You got a lot of different uh, fisheries there. So it's a very interesting yeah. place. I love going down there because, like I said, my dad lives close to all that stuff. So, can I explain like what the uh you know the, the tournament scene down there for you guys is like as far as like where you got you know, areas you guys are traveling to the vice of water right. you're picking the whole scene so so it's pretty cool actually what I really enjoyed about the particular trail that that I joined and now I'm, I'm I help run uh, MKBF is that it spanned so many states it literally was almost the entire Mid Atlantic we had Maryland Delaware uh, Pennsylvania Virginia West Virginia. And every month we would fish up until this season, we fished events in every one of those states. And you get anything from like really remote river areas that nobody right. touches ever um, to, you know, like really heavy traffic places like, you know, Mattawoman Creek on the on the title Potomac. And what I've really found is it's made our core group of anglers, some of the best anglers I've ever encountered. They go they can travel anywhere in the country and go toe to toe with the absolute best sticks. Um we're really blessed in this area, man. We might not have, you know, that Florida strain, double-digit quality bass other than maybe down in Virginia where Ke- where Casey stomps around. But um, that being said, uh, the the variety of, of, you know, fishing landscapes that we encounter and that we have to pick apart and figure out, um, you, you don't see that much diversity in, in such a compact area of very many places in the country, really. So it's pretty cool, man. The tournament scene out here is, uh, you know, a lot of it blew up as KVF uh, kind of blew up. Uh, we used to be a KBF partner trail up until actually this season. Um, and we opted to kind of go a different direction uh, with, you know, Bass Nation starting up. And, and we are we're actually going to host the, the first ever Maryland uh, state championship here this season. So we've brought all of our events into the state this season. Uh, but it's pretty cool, man. I mean, you, you know, you, you'll see a lot of the guys that are from our trail or from south of us, uh, or or north of us, and you see them on, on any of the top ten you see around the country. I mean, they they get down. Yeah, it's gonna be a pretty big area because, like I said, like it, it covers <laughs> like so many states. Um, and, and, and like, all that area is just like combined. Like it's it's a really unique area. Like if you have, you don't know, yeah. understand, like traffic in that area is horrible. Uh, oh because God, there's, yeah. there's there's so many people. Uh, so I imagine you get like a you know, whole you know a, a great number of people, but also it's just, like you know, like you said like the vast difference between each area too, even though it's all like kind of consolidated, like you can go fish like an area that has like kind of like a mountain vibe or, you right. know, like, like the, the Pennsylvania and the, uh, the West Virginia area. And then you come down to Virginia where you have kind of like a marshy, like swamp vibe. Um, it's, 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 to me, it's, it's a really cool area that I can't, I can't, you know, I can't imagine how such great anglers come out of there because you've got such a mixed variety of waters. I mean, and not to mention that most of the other big tournaments aren't that far from you guys as far as like, you know, it's the South goes, you know, getting to like Tennessee, uh, yeah. some of those areas, you know? Yeah. Eight to 12 hour drive. It's not horrible. It's not ideal, but you know, um, 
it, like I said, I mean, it, some of the, the most diverse different uh, landscapes that you could fish as an angler and compete on, it really makes you uh, dig deep and want to learn, you know, anybody, there's guys that are one trick ponies, you know, they only throw the same bait everywhere they go, any conditions and, and they, some of them do good, some of them don't and they, they fail to adapt. Um, out here, you have to adapt. If you want to win, if you want to succeed and get better as an angler and be like one of the top dogs around, you better put in your time and do your homework, spend your time on the water. Cause otherwise, I mean, the next guy is so. Yeah. Well, how did, uh, I hate talking about COVID so much, but just because of what the, <laughs> the area you guys are at, I'm curious, like the dynamics of how it really affected your season. Cause my season, it only affected like the first <laughs> month and then when things were like were really scary and no one knew what right. the hell was going on. So, you know, we canceled like, the first two in-person tournaments and then we realized, okay, we can start doing the, uh, you know, start using our online abilities and things like that. And so, you know, our, our season kind of caught back up and uh, since we're all in, in only New York, it works. But you guys, you got, you're all right. over the place. And like, right. One of the reasons I can't go down there and compete a lot of different tournaments right now is because of the, uh, the restrictions and things right now Quarantine that are on some, some of the states. Uh, yeah. And so like Delaware's on the list. Uh, Ohio, all kinds of places on the list. So, how's it? How's this kind of affected your guys' season uh, in general? Like, you know, were you guys able to salvage some? Did you guys get creative at all? You know, you yeah, being a well, you know, vice president and everything. Yeah. So, the beginning of the season um, did get delayed. Our first two events actually we had to postpone and reschedule. Uh, one of them is actually later this month, and the other one uh, is is uh, we actually I think already did or it's coming up. At, it's wild, man. Um, uh, initially, you know, um, Maryland had had a, a rule in effect um, that no fishing other than for sustenance. You know what I mean? So everybody that wanted a bass fish was saying they were out fishing for snakeheads because <laughs> they eat the same bait. So, you know, and the DNR was actually OK with it. But um, as far as holding tournaments, it all got put on pause. And uh, we had uh, our leadership team, myself, Aaron White, um, Adam Huggaboon, who, who's uh, he, Adam Huggaboon's an active duty Marine. Um Matt Campbell and then former Marine Alex Fiocco, we, we are the leadership team for our, our trail. Um, we kind of brainstormed and Adam, Adam came up with this brilliant write up. I mean, it was broken down almost like an op board, you know, um, like situation task, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And it basically broke down why a catch photo release tournament format could work amidst all of this chaos and, and unprecedented times. Um, he worked in conjunction with the Maryland Bass Nation Bass Boat side, their president, and uh, we submitted two form letters to the Maryland DNR, which resulted in um, them reopening tournament fishing for the state of Maryland, which oh, I thought sick. was freaking insane. Um, our, our Black Bass Title Fisheries Manager, Dr. Joe Love, he sent out an email to every tournament director in the state and said, hey, here's some examples of how you could adapt – your current, you know, live tournament format to a catch photo release virtual format like these guys are doing um, and still actually hold events. And so I can't say we take 100 percent credit for it, but I think it had a big hand in, in kind of moving us moving the needle forward, so to speak. Um, so, That's yeah, cool, I mean, man. since, you know, our, our season, I think we're like four events in um, our we have an event going in parallel with the BOS this coming weekend on the 8th. And um I uh, shit. I'm I'm sitting in I think tied for third for AOI right now, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like that a lot. Um, you know, because like one of the things that like, we had issues like that too. They kind of shut things down. They kind of shut the ramps and stuff down up here. But you know, instead of being creative and, and having a military guy getting there and write down an op order and, and put <laughs> and, and, you know and, and make that shit professional, instead we just had a bunch of people just get pissed and bitch and cry and like, oh, we're gonna sneak on the ramps and blah, you know all this shit that like yeah. nobody wants to hear right now because there's not a single police officer that wants to enforce any of these rules right now there's not a single everybody everybody hates this shit and the last thing we need is a bunch of anglers uh you know screaming to crime because they're not getting their way right now you know it's it's, it's awesome you have like someone who like just takes charge like hey, i'm gonna write because everybody knows like an op order like when you really look at it that's some that's that's it don't, it don't get too much more professional and like laid out like if, if it like i mean businesses are built like million dollar businesses are built off a you know some kind of a ranger op order from you know, or something like that like, yeah like, no, no shit man hey i'll tell you what when Adam sent it to us, he's like, hey, guys, I just finished this. Go ahead and can you review it? It was a fucking thing of beauty, bro. Like, I looked at it. I hadn't seen some shit like that since 2015 when I was last in. And I was like, yes, yes, send this, please. And, uh, and dude, it worked. I mean, I, I was beyond ecstatic because, you know, as a tournament director or even some anybody that's part of the organization of these events – and working like myself personally, my main focus is working on some of our larger scale sponsorships and those relationships. 
um, that's tough work, man. You know, going back and forth and you don't want to be a pest, but you you got to be persistent. And and there, there's a lot that goes into it, man. And so to do all that work throughout the off season, I mean, we start working on that, yeah. you know, God, next month we'll start for, for next season, you know, um, right. well in advance. So to do all that work over over the winter months and then it finally comes time and it's like, nah, just kidding. You got to hold up. Um, that's that's a that's kind of a tough pill to swallow, you know, uh, and, right. and not everybody can can adjust fire, so to speak, you know. Yeah. Well, like, well, we'll move forward because things are still kind of unpredictable. I mean, things are better than they yeah. were, but things some some places it's going backwards, some places it's going forward. Like New York seems to be doing really great right now, but that that could all change. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, like if a teacher gets sick and they shut schools down, I don't know. Uh, so what are you guys looking at as far as like you know when you're planning for the next season coming up here in about a month or two? Um, what are you thinking about? Like, are you guys thinking about making small? Well, like, like my, my whole thing with this is like. Like one of the problems I'm having this year is everything's still kind of too big right now for the situation that we're in. Um, yeah. And not, I'm not saying that these companies should tailor to like my what's going on with me, but like that's one of the reasons why I had to make some of the decisions I've had to make and why I'm thinking about next year, some of the things I want to do next year because I just don't know. And instead of like you know aiming big, it's like well, there's something wrong with small right now and keeping things, yeah. you know, keep 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 you know like hitting those like short those you know, short targets and those long targets and going for yeah, like yeah. you know just crazy shit. So like you use it, you know, you know. You know the planning phase of, you know, of a, a, you know, a 2021 season, like, what are you thinking? Like, I mean, like, is, is it going to be different than what you guys usually normally before? Are you guys going to take like caution as far as deciding where you want to go, how much well, investment for sponsors, like things like that? So, so the, I think this year has taught us a lot. Um, one, you know, I hate that the term, the new norm, but until there's a vaccine, we have to operate under kind of modified conditions. Right. So, uh, as, uh, the biggest thing for any sponsor is return on investment, right? And obviously the outdoor industry is doing great right now because a lot of people either weren't working or are working in modified, you know, working from home. So things are flying off the shelf. Boats, any accessories, uh, you go to any sporting goods store, mom and pop or big box, and they're empty, man. I mean, as far as good stuff goes, right? So, you know, um, they don't necessarily even have to spend those marketing dollars sending us that product. So how are we as, as a trail, right? Uh, making it a worthy return on investment for those those companies, right? So we have to get creative. Um, you know, we ha- we're, we're handing out prizes after the events, you know, uh, prior to the next event is when they're getting the ones and, and different things like that. So we're having to figure out ways to get more creative and still promote these sponsors that are being so generous to us. Um, we, this year we had, like I said, we condensed down to only doing events in the state of Maryland, which is the first time we've ever done that since our inception. Um, because you know, we were going for the Maryland state championship and, and that whole deal. Uh, we have a little more autonomy to move out of the state next month or I mean next year. Um, and we'll still may, we'll still have probably the majority of the events here in Maryland, um, depending on what COVID looks like. Right. So usually we'll plan out our, our full season, and then we'll plan out kind of alternative bodies, of water, alternative events. Um, and then we have to play it by ear. You know, if yeah. if states pull back, we know where Maryland is right now as far as allowing us to conduct tournaments, permitting and all that. And we have good relationships that we've we've built over time with the people that we need to as far as those permits and things go. Um, outside of this state, man, it's a different ball of wax. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a different it's story. Just so crazy. So, that's, that's another question I got for you because it's something that I was thinking about yeah. next year, like from New York. Uh, you know, I, I want to compete, and, and like, I had a hard time this year. I, you know, I missed a lot of tournaments I wanted to do, but I was lucky enough that I have a good local community, like a very good one. Yeah. And that, that was like, I think like I was feeling, you know, you tell me what you think, but like, I feel like next year is like the year that like, um, you know, like the grassroots, like going back to like grassroots, yeah. uh, smaller, you know, um, like, you know, just like small, smaller, smaller tournaments or not smaller tournaments, but lo- more local. Because the thing is, like, people can't drive like they used to. Like, I mean, people in New York, yeah. we could not leave the state without having to come back in quarantine for 14 days. And it just, you know, yeah. just things like that. It's just like, I feel like next year would be like a time to really, especially with what KB, you know, KBF is going from like 20 something events to like six events, I think is what they're talking about. And yeah. so the, the, the Northeast, I don't know how what you guys consider you guys part of. I know you guys are Mid Atlantic, but I know we've done, we've done yeah. mixed, we've done mixed tournaments where like a mixture of us. Because the tournaments right. are so far from us, and so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, this would be the time, the best time for like, especially a place like the Northeast or you know our little corner of the tournament scene is, is that like a time to start really building up our own like region, I would say, maybe yeah. not, maybe not just state, but even region, because I, I feel like next year it's gonna be tough for us to make those kind of travels. Like the only people <laughs> that, 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 you know that are really gonna be traveling are the ones who know that they're gonna get 
that they have a good possibility of getting a return on their investment, you know, like cashing yeah. a check. You know, if 200 people go to a tournament, not 200 people don't cash a check, and it's you know it's going to be harder and harder, I think, for people to really want to make that investment right now with everything that's going on. It depends on if, you know maybe next yeah. year that we have a we have a vaccine, you know, a vaccine, and you know things are are better. I just I, I know I just I feel like next year I really want to focus on maybe even maybe even get my hand like into like the tournament scene and like really like uh like planning stuff and like and holding like tournaments myself. I feel like like next year will be a good year to really you know invest in like your own like community or region or state or whatever you know anything like that. Yeah. Well, so to speak to a couple points there, man. Um, first off, yeah, I encourage that. Um, you know, so many people they want an armchair quarterback. They sit back and they bitch and they complain and be like, oh, why aren't we having an event here, here, and here? But when the time in the season comes, we say, hey, who wants to volunteer to jump on to help with next year? Crickets. You feel me? So um, the fact that you that you want to do that, dude, I encourage it. Um, The other thing is, is, yeah, I I, I do think that developing one, uh, finding finding the local trail that best suits kind of your needs as the angler, I think, is key. not only doing that, but seeing what kind of return on investment you have. You know, some of them are just like, you know, your local, you know, Wednesday night tournament type deal. One is, you know, another one could be like once a month and and there's an incentive, you know. Um, we used to be a KBF partner, so we had a KBF national, you know, qualif- qualification slots. Um, now we fish, so we get X number of anglers into the state championship to send them to the Bassmaster Classic. You know what I mean? And so – you know, look at what that return on investment is above just, you know, your, your, your winnings, right? Um, look at the sponsors for those trails. Look at, look at the relationships they have with the other trails. You know, we, we work a lot with uh, kayak anglers of Central PA out here. They're, they're you know, up on the Susky and, and, or in that, in that region. Um, and anytime we do an event, which is pretty much every year, we do one in conjunction with them or at the same time. And, and we have a good working relationship with them where, you know, their anglers can fish our events and don't have to pay a membership fee and vice versa, things like that. Nice. Um, and that really, you know, that kind of stuff right there. I mean, you know, everybody was talking about community, community. That's part of it right there. You know, um, when when AJ reached out from BOS and said, hey, man, you know, I know this is kind of last minute, but, you know, would you care if we did a, or would you want to do a BOS in conjunction with what you're, you got going on on August 8th? I said, hell yeah. I said, but let me talk with Aaron, who's our president, and, and we got to reach out to kayak anglers because they have an event that same day on, you know, they have 40 miles of river that are locked down and I'm not stepping on any toes. And right. it's that kind of consideration, you know, um, I think really, yeah, next year, you know, because we it's so uncertain right now, a lot of people's travel, travel plans and, and tournament kind of travel plans might be altered substantially. Um, and some of them take that risk anyways, you know, because right. diff- you have different beliefs, you know, and and things like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got to see what's best for you and, and, and it, you know, yourself as an angler and then the anglers that you work for if you, if you run a trail. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, since you already brought it up, like, I know everyone's really excited because, like, one of the problems that I, you know, it's, it's, like you said, you've already talked about it earlier too as well. It's like the bitching and crying about there not being any big tournaments over here yeah. in the Northeast. And I'm going to go ahead and consider you guys part of the Northeast because there really isn't. Yep. Um, I think the closest thing that, I, you know, besides the one that's coming up this weekend was, uh, Lake Erie, um, for, uh, and that, that's it. And, but, you know, for some people that are coming from like Massachusetts and Maine, it's like a 12 hour drive, dude, 16 it's hours. Like, yeah, it's like me driving to Florida. It's, 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 a, yeah. it's a long drive. So it's like, this is, uh, this is pretty big, uh, you know, for this to come here this weekend. I think it's a time to really show, you know, guys at Hobie that like the Northeast, one of the problems that I hear when I listen like to, uh, I think the Kayak Bass Nation when they ever talk about it is that I guess there's an impression that, that people won't show up in the Northeast if they have a, or, or, or there isn't like any proof. I don't know if that's like the exact reason, but that, that seemed to be like the reason why we don't have such a strong presence, which is really fun to me because we have, you know, Bassmaster has some of the biggest events up here, especially in the New York yeah. area with uh, the yeah. St. Lawrence, uh, Cayuga, Oneida. Areas like that, so it's, it's kind of like it's, it's like it's like I don't know about that. Uh, that. I don't know if I don't know who said that statement. I don't know if it's it's true, but it's like one of the things that I've heard why we can't get like Hobie up here, or or, or some of those other yeah. things, you know. So I don't know, but I feel like this is a big time like for people to really show out and like show that Northeast does really want these kind of these tournaments up in this area. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. And now, you know, we we've had about three weeks total from inception of idea with AJ to making this actually execute and happen. And we're sending 80 anglers had, you know, had this been on the docket since day one, 
I'd say we probably set an attendance record to get damn near it. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, COVID is a big piece of that, right? Um, we've got anglers that are that are actually further up northeast, uh, Maine and and you know uh, Connecticut and places like that that are that are kind of locked down and are, have quarantine orders that if they leave the state and, and come back, either either state imposed or even work imposed. You know, yeah. um, I know of, I know of a big handful of anglers that would be out here, and and to say oh they don't travel, dude. I mean, there's some, a lot of the guys from Mass and Maine and, and all them states up there, man, New York, do they travel more than anybody I've seen? Yeah. You see them competing at national events down as far south as you can get. Um, so I think that's that's kind of a falsehood. Um, I will say this. So a lot of the fishing industry, right, a lot of the, the companies and stuff um, are based in the south. And you know, uh, a lot of the big, big green fish factories, so to speak, big, the big largemouth factories are down that way. So uh, I could see the relationship there going hand in hand, right? It makes yeah. sense. Um, I know that, you know, I mean, God, you have to remember uh, the Hobie BOS, it's, it's not like it, other than the fact that they've been on Kentucky Lake annually, it, it's a, a relatively in its, if it's in its infant stages, you know, as right. far as being anything outside of that. Or at least uh, at least the uh the the BOS part of it like it's the, the yeah, trail series yeah, yeah, yeah. they have is, is very new. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, uh, obviously Hobie is the most established brand in, in kayaks. They, you know, one of they they've been around shit since I could barely walk. I mean, I remember watching Baywatch and the kid on there's name was Hobie. There's a reason for that, <laughs> right? Like, like yo, take it back, right? Um, but but check it out. So so you know. This year, I mean, uh, Erie would have been the event that's up here. They have, they don't have a huge list of tournaments that happen every year, right? And they've got to try to appease everybody. Yeah. And they are the premier kind of alternative to KBF. Um, and so, you know, yeah, it, it, uh, three weeks notice, we're still going to take that opportunity. We're still going to show them what's cracking. And we're still going to show them, hey, you know, um, with prior proper planning next year, your tournaments up this way are going to be banging. And I know AJ, and I know that he really would like to, uh, he'd like to get more up here. We, we've talked and I won't speak for him by any means, but I do know that there is some intent to hopefully bring a BOS um, again to the mid Atlantic, but also to the Northeast. So, you know, I, I really ask that my peers uh, that watch this <laughs> that are up North of me, yo, be patient. It's coming. I promise you. Yeah. Um, Keep, keep doing what you guys do. We got some good sticks up there, man. You got Kenwood and Derek Brundle and Jason Gardner. And I mean, dude, there's, there's some hammers up that way. Um, and, you know, uh, the fisheries are just different and, yeah. you know, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'll, I'll keep saying it. You know, I challenge all the sticks down South. I know they can go up and win anywhere. Supposedly come up here and take the check. Go up north of here and take the damn check. Fish some of those deeper, colder waters. <laughs> do it consistently, and then you got my attention. Yeah. Until then, yeah, you a stick, just like I'm a stick, just like so-and-so's a stick, blah, 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 blah. It's all talk until you come into my house and take my check. All I'm saying. No, I, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Cause I, I got Even though I'm not originally from the Northeast, I got a lot of love for it uh, just because the, the, the fish were just so different from where I come from, uh, and they weren't easy to, like, learning how to fish the uh, – you know, the, the Great Lakes or fish the um, the Finger Lakes or like, any of these just like yeah. these glacier, these deep, dark, cold waters that, you know, and now that we start fishing when like, like, like we just started, we just stopped ice fishing. Um, and, yeah. and, down in, and down in Florida, they've been fishing for like three or four months already. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Texas, Texas is hitting their championship last yeah. month. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, and yeah. we're just starting our seasons. I got a lot of love up here, right. but uh, going back to the Susky, man, this is a, uh, this is, to me, this is a pretty big event. It came out of nowhere, you know, three weeks. Um, and obviously, everyone, everyone, you know, loves Erie because that's pr- especially at that time of year. It's a, it's prime smallmouth oh, time. But uh, spawn, dude, I was so hyped. Yeah. God. But right now, it's like perfect for this. Or, uh, besides the water levels, probably. But like the Suskies going off. Uh, and, but you got so many people that are like the big names that are coming to this, and not just big kayak anglers. I mean, Ike Mikeanelli is coming to this thing. Uh, he like I, he like he. he He's on the Instagram, like, you know, posting about this event and, and getting people fired up about it. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, this is uh, this is going to be a pretty big event, especially for a three-day notice. Like, I mean, I can't make yeah. it, but I'm, ex- I'm excited for everyone that's going down there to do it. I'll tell you what, dude. So, me and Aaron White, we've been going back and forth since since we, we committed to AJ and said, yeah, let's get this going. Um, first off, first off, shout out to Russ Johnson. Not only is he one of the best sticks on the Susky or in the nation, 
hands down, top five, right? But he has been probably the most instrumental person in making this happen. Um, I literally was just like, AJ, call Russ. AJ, talk to Aaron. That was it, right? And then I've just been hyping it up. Russ pushed the permits. Russ helped get facilities set up, all that. Russ is the damn man. So I'm going to say that. All while running a restaurant, too. (laughs) All while running a restaurant and being dad and being a husband. He's one of the best damn human beings I know. Um, But anyways, uh, (laughs) just big shout out to Russ, man. That's my brother from another mother. He's a good dude. Um, But yeah, man, if you look at that roster from top to bottom, I mean, don't even include Iconelli, right? I mean, he's a a Bassmaster champion. He's going to do his thing. Got it. I don't even know that he's going to get top 10, bro. Not on that like, area. Not that body of water. I'm going to tell you, well, he fishes it pretty – He's a, he ain't too far in Jersey. And oh, he's I, fished I, quite a bit. But but being in a kayak is a whole other ball game, man. Yeah, I'm um, say. I mean, you got the, so many, like uh, – you got, I mean, like, like, it seems like that body of water, like, when you know, I talk to Jay Carson and all those guys, it's like, it's one of those bodies of waters that it's like, like, you, you got to be a local to master it, to, to be great at it. It's just one of those bodies of water that you can't just come up there and expect to do a good job. Like you really got to spend a lot of time on it. You really got to know it because it, it's different than a lot of other fisheries in the countries. I'd say yes and no. Um, it is different. I mean, God, uh, I'm a Cali boy, dude. I ain't even from out here, but I've been out here since what, 2000 and mm, I don't know, a while. And uh, <laughs> my house is eight years old. So we'll put it like that. I've been here like nine years, I think. And, um, and you know I fish the Susky a few times a year. I don't I don't live on that river like like Jake. We'll, we'll say Jake, right? Jake or yeah. Jeff Little or or some of them other guys, Steve Sisto, right? These guys are all you know hammers on on uh, on that river uh, on the Susky. But uh, but I mean simple river tactics and and you'll do pretty good, man. Um, it's not complicated. It's just big. It's wide. It, they had their they goes from six inches to twelve feet depending on where you are on that river. Um, and the water can, can be, you know, barely trickling across your ankles or it can be banging and rushing and going nuts. Um, and it's about, you know, going, getting the feel for it, seeing what the bite's like. We got a little bit of rain here over this last day. I think we'll get a little more up there. Um, river gauge looks perfect right now. It's still low. Um, but man, it should be, it should be on and cracking, dude. Them fish should be going crazy. And like I said, I've never... And all the kayak fishing events, you know, you of course you got like the KBFNC. Um, I think the only the only kayak fishing event that I've seen thus far that had a stronger lineup or as strong of a lineup would be last year's Tournament of Champions, the BOS Tournament of Champions, because those dudes are all they earned it. Um, but if you go from top to bottom of this roster, it's going to be hard to even pick a top ten. I had a hard time with it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm really upset. I can't. Well, not upset, but there's a reason why I can't go down there. But it's just like. It, it looks like it's going to be a good event, and I just like the way it all came together. Like, just like just just out of nowhere, like, hey, we're going to do this here, and like, and they say no, you see the whole community come together, trying to promote it, trying to get people motivated oh, about yeah. it, and it's uh, you know, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a beautiful event, and I'm I'm looking forward to like seeing how it really turns out because not just because Ike's there, but like you said, like there's always other people there, but like a lot of people miss the uh, you know the KBF event that was there not too long ago. Uh, because yeah. the other events were coming, so a lot of people are really going to be going down there to do this. Cause I know a lot of people either want to fish this, you know, the Susky, or a lot of people like, just love fishing the Susky. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great event, and I look forward right. to hearing for, hearing about it. So it it truly is a bucket list fishery for guys that aren't from here. For guys that fish here, man, it's still, dude. I mean, you've got such a good chance of catching a 19 to a 20 and a half to even a 21 inch smallie, uh, a chance of catching multiples in the same day, like. Yeah, it's a pretty special place. It's not as great as it was maybe five, you know, four years ago, uh, just because of weather events and different types of things that have occurred, flooding and such that have kind of changed things, some invasive species like the flatheads that are up there, things like that. But, bro, there's still some big ass fish in there and a lot of them Um, And the forage. I mean, God, they've got they've got so much to eat there. And right now with that water, it should be on the rise. They should be feeding up. Uh, and that should it's coming just in time for this tourney, man. We're gonna catch some. You're gonna see some long fish, but some fat fish on them boards. Um, it's a special place, dude. It really is. And and like I said, it's, it's a who's who right now. You know, there's a few people that I wish I'd see on there. Some Cali boys. I would have loved to see Russ Snyder's come out. That dude is an absolute hammer. Um, but aside from that, and some of the some of my peeps out in Cali, man, the rest of our squad, the, the ship house squad's coming out, and um, 
we gonna have a good ass time, man. We go catch a lot of fish. So yeah, you know. Well, cool, man. We'll wrap this thing up, man. Uh, yeah. Well, just two more questions. We'll start with this. Uh, what do you got planned on for the rest of 2020? I know it's a fucking weird year and blah, 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 <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever. Like, what, what are we salvaging? What are we looking forward to? Yeah. Know? Well, personally, um, I've got three events left. Uh, yeah, no, two events left until our state championship. And if I stay where I'm at, then I'm in it, which means I got a shot at qualifying for that, that kayak division at the Bassmaster Classic first ever actual championship at a classic so that's a that's a big one man we all dream of that as kids being that guy holding up the trophy on the the classic stage so to be able to do that out of a little plastic boat hell yeah dude let's go um aside from that man um you know i'd love i'd love to win this weekend you know um i haven't won a bos yet i've only fished in one other one and i had some boat issues and so this is kind of a, I'll be playing Bob Marley redemption song in the back of my head the whole damn time. Right. <laughs> um, this isn't my home body of water, but it's close and I know it and I think I'll do all right. So I'm hoping on, on taking it. And if not, at least taking a top five against the best damn anglers in the country, bar none. Um, other than that, dude, I just want to have a happy and safe, you know, a healthy rest of the year, man. I've had some, some health scares myself. Um, just found out I, I don't have cancer, so I'm pretty happy about that. I yeah, thought I was congrats. pretty scared of that. Thank Jesus. you. Uh, <laughs> found out my oldest daughter, uh, who I no, well, I'm not gonna get into that, but she's doing good. She she might she might she might be expecting. We don't know yet, but uh, yeah. you know, it's been interesting. That was today, so it's it's been an interesting day, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm, more than anything, dude, I'm just hoping that that my family and and my close friends um are all happy, healthy, and safe. And, I like and, that. I like and, that. Not, not, nothing about fishing, just about nah. things that are more that are important. I like that. Bruh, so, look, fishing, fishing is what we do to get away from it all. But at the end of the day, you don't want to get away from everything. And that's your family. That's your friends. And, and I've been fortunate enough, you know, post-service to to really – that's one of the things that I love about kayak fishing. I'm not going to get too deep into it. But, you know, that camaraderie, that brotherhood that you that you have while you're in, you know, you get away from that and you you tend to get lost. Uh, I know so many guys just like myself, my brothers that that I've served with, they're not around anymore, man. Yeah. And um, and that's post service. That's not from from getting blown up or shot right, or bombed right, or any right. of that. That's after service. You know, they they yeah. ended up feeling alone or lost. And and, uh, you know, I've been through those times myself. And yeah, I, I tell a lot of my friends or I tell people when they ask me, you know, I got five combat tours. I was infantry yeah. all the way up to an infantry. I was a light infantry platoon sergeant when, the, you know, when I finally got out. Um, and I'll tell everyone, like I've, I've lost more friends and people to, uh, after the war than what I've ever lost in the war. And that's just, uh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a sad truth. It's real shit, man. And, uh, I'll tell you the, the thing that I've been most thankful for aside from my wife and my kids, um, is my brothers here in, in the kayak, uh, world, you know, I, it's, it's an overused term brother, right? You hear, yeah. you hear everybody, oh, brother, brother, brother. Right. But for us, right. For vets, yo, like. Brother and sister, I'm talking about people I serve with, people that well, I get that's, through the yeah, life that's, with. That's the only way I can describe someone I care about, whether it's a, right. a, a whether it's a decent friend or my best friend. It's like, if I care about you, you're probably going to get a brother. Uh, yeah. if, not, well, if you don't get brother, then you probably don't want to be around me because I probably don't like you at all. So. Yeah, well, and that's the crazy thing because, you know, as, as vets, that's, that's a word that's just it, – it means so much to us, right? And then you hear the overuse of it. Almost as like a icebreaker, like, hey, brother, and you don't know somebody, you know, in, in, in this world. But like uh, like my people, man, Aaron White, Shane Williams, Ryan Lambert, Abel Patino, Adam Bombach, Cody Shabbat. Like, I go down the list, man. Our, we got we got the squad, the goat house, the ship house squads, man. We, we every year, we started doing this at the KBFNC probably like four or five years ago, right? There's about 12, 13 of us. And we always get a house for the week. And we always spend time together. And those are the most down-ass motherfuckers I know. And no matter what, I know if I'm going through something in this life right now, I can call any one of them boys, and they'll be right here, either whether it's on the phone or physically here. Um, and, and, dude, that's that's the closest I get to, to my people I served with that I could ever think of. Uh, hell, I'm, I'm excited to see. So I pick up Shane uh, but Thursday morning from the airport so we can go fish the Susky. So, shit, let's go, you know? <laughs> Well, cool, man. Uh, one more thing, and we'll let this. We'll, we'll end this. Uh, is there anybody you want to thank that makes fishing easier for you? My wife, Rita. Um, yo, she's been through hell and back with me in life, and um, she's my rock. 
you know, she gives me more shit than pretty much anybody I've ever known, right? <laughs> um, but she makes me a better person, and she enables me to be able to go out and and try to live this this dream. Or I don't even say that, man. I'll say go out and enjoy my passion, my 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 peace of mind, and my my centering place. I guess you could say, right? Um, without her and holding it down at home uh, with the kiddos, I wouldn't be able to do that. And and I'm eternally grateful for that. You know, she's awesome. And oh, she's man, a damn good cook. <laughs> <laughs> Most important. Is there any sponsors or anything that you got or anyone that, you know, anything like that? Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, your, it's, it's your turn to plug or whatever you want to do before we end it. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, Jackson Kayak, um, I've been paddling with him for a long time, and I love them. They, they always hook me up with good boats, you know. Um, they've been with me from the start. Uh, Dakota Lithium, Craig Storms, man, that dude, that dude keeps me powered up. Uh, I don't want to come off like a, like a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? Or, right, or right, a jersey right, right, right now, but I will say that, you know, there I'm very, I've been very selective with who I've chosen to align myself with as far as sponsors go. I didn't go, Oh, who's got the biggest discount or oh, who's going to give me free stuff. It's not about that, bro. Yeah. Um, this is, this is stuff I use and stuff that I, that I believe in and the people behind it is what it makes it, you know, um, I rod, man. Uh, I work with Matt Newman. Uh, he's out there. He's the guy that, that owns I rod. Um, it makes some phenomenal, sensitive, strong rods that are affordable. Uh, other than that, like P-Line, um, they take good care of me. And, uh, and Starbucks, man. Star- <laughs> Starbucks, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, bro. Uh, I mean, I drink more coffee than the average human should. But um, not only do they, they afford me plenty of time off to go do these things, but they help me a little bit with it as well. Uh, and at the end of the day, that, that means a lot, you know. They allow me to be flexible with what I do and how I help people uh, and still, you know, enjoy my passion. So and I can't say that for every company in the world. So big shout out to Starbucks. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming to the show. I wanted to talk to you because I know that you, you know, you're know, you doing the, you know, the Susky and everything. And good luck, man. I hope I hope you go out there and I hope you crush it. But uh, if anything, I hope you have a good time. So uh, thank you for coming on the show. Looking forward to talking to you again in the near future. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. Tideline Sharp Minds. Let's go. All right, brother. All right, I'm out.